Hello, Kim. It's Patty and Maz from Triple M, Central Coast Australia. How you going? Yes, good. How are you? Oh, yeah, good. really, really good. Thank you for taking time out for us of today. Course. My pleasure. It's so nice to talk to you. Because you're a legend. <laughs> well, I love Australia. I love your country, that's for sure. It is a pleasure because what happened, Kim, we were watching uh, the, the Greatest Night of Pop on Netflix. It's such a brilliant, it is, you it's know, amazing documentary. On, on We Are The World. It was sensational. And we said to our right. producer, Zach, hey, listen, mate, get a challenge. Get to, some, get to some of the artists and see if we can speak to someone about that. And anyway, we got, you know, got in contact and it's so good to be talking to you. And everything you've done in the music industry is just amazing. Well, thank you. Um, I feel very, very fortunate every day. You know, I get to do what I love and not everybody does. So I'm very lucky, very fortunate. Kim, can I ask, with um, with the recording, like that one night in history that we watched this documentary about, how did you get involved and how did you get into that room? How did the invitation come to you? Two or three different ways, actually. I received a call from the arranger, Tom Baylor, who asked me if I'd be interested and I received a call from Ken Cragen. But those were my first two calls. And um, of course, I said yes immediately. It was like, it sounded amazing. And at the time I said yes, I had no idea how amazing the night really would be. Probably nobody did, you know, had to be there. Have you seen the documentary on Netflix, Kim? I've seen parts of it. Um, My family's watched it. And it's so bizarre. Everywhere I go, people say, oh, I just saw the documentary and blah, blah, blah. So I think it's doing really well. Um, lots of people have watched it. And I think the production company did a good job putting it together. I Great think they job. did a really good job capturing the spirit of that night. Everyone I spoke to that night um, was amazing, friendly, and just um, so glad to be there and in the spirit of why we were doing this and nobody complained about how long the night was. Um, you know, when I've done interviews, I've been asked, did I want to leave partway through because it was such a long session? In no way did anybody want to leave. Um, by the time we finished and walked outside, the sun had come up, but it was just such an amazing night. I wanted to soak every bit of it in and, and remember forever, you know. Kim, who on the night, who did you spend the most amount of time with? Because we see in the documentary certain singers were almost grouped together for their little bits and pieces of the song and brought in and out of the room at different times. So who were you kind of buddied up with over the night the most, do you think? I don't think anybody more than anybody else. Um, I really don't. I kind of made the rounds when we weren't singing and talked to uh, people that I already knew. I talked to Smokey Robinson a long time because we go way back. And um, Kenny Rogers, of course, um, and we go way back. Um, But then people that I hadn't met before, I also talked to. I'd never met Michael Jackson. So standing next to him, we were able to talk in between takes, and that was really special. That was incredible. Kim, you know, everybody there. On the on the doco, We Are the World, which is the making of We Are the World, The Greatest Night in Pop, it showed Diana Ross go to Halls and Oates because she wanted, Daryl Halls, she wanted their autograph. At that stage, did you go up to any singer and ask for their autograph? Um, yes, everybody did. We were uh, given, everybody was given a 
oh gosh, I don't know how many pages it is, a lyric sheet, a lead sheet and with the lyrics on it. And um, we took a break maybe halfway through the evening and everyone got everybody else's signature. So I have it here. It's filled with signatures of every single person that uh, took part that night. Um, so that was extremely special, really special. Could I buy it off you for about 10 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I know. My kids always say, okay. you need to frame that. Oh, I was, yes. I was about to say, Kim, please tell me it's framed oh, somewhere and it's yeah. under it lock and key. Well, it is safe. No, this is a good reminder to do it. It's difficult. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it because it folds out into quite a large section. So, but I do need to get on that. It's been a lot of years and I would die if something happened to that. So okay. next stop, Framer. Okay. All right. I was, I was going to up my ante to 15 bucks, but I won't now. <laughs> Look, um, you, yeah. Kim, you have been Send fam- me the money and I'll <laughs> <laughs> I've been caught out with scams like this before. <laughs> I've got postage. to watch you. Plus the postage, Kim. <laughs> your famous, one of your songs we love. Such a brilliant song. When you recorded Betty Davis Eyes, did you think it was going to be as successful as what it was? I did. Um, We all did, and that's my band. Um, All of us that were there, we did. And as as the days and nights went on and we recorded more songs, people would come in and ask at the end of the night to hear Betty Davis Eyes again. And we knew, we just knew, I fought my label really hard to put that out as the first single because everybody up until the point that I played it for people at my label, everybody said, oh my gosh, that is such a huge hit. Lionel Richie came into the studio and was one of the first people to hear it and said, ah, that's such a hit. That's record of the year, blah, blah, blah. But my label did not hear it. And I begged every day I went up and said, you have to put it out. You just have to. And finally, they said, well, against what all of us here think, you've worn me down, so we'll put it out. And it would have been disastrous if they hadn't. I would have... I really fought hard for it, which seems insane, but I did. It, Kim, it's one of those songs, and they don't they don't happen a lot where it just keeps going decade after decade, generation after generation. The song still pops up in movies and TV shows now, and I mean that must feel so cool for you all these years later after it's released to still have it, you know, touching lives and hearts as a song years later. It does. You're you're right. It. Um, I go to Europe every year and do TV shows and tour some, and I will walk into a cafe, whatever, and in Italy or London or France, and I hear it, and it's um, it really does go on year after year. There's um, on Netflix here on cable. There's a show called The Tourist. A series, and it was out. I don't know, a couple years ago. Now they've brought it back again. And as you were saying, Betty Davis is is used in the front of it and continues to be. It's um, yeah, it's definitely keeps going, which is great. With that song, you won a Grammy for it. I did. Yes. 
1982. And it's interesting to find out from singers. So after all these years, you still get, like, go down to the mailbox and go, oh, here's another check for Betty Davis' eyes. Here's another royalty check. (laughs) Do they still come in and arrive? Yeah. And also, you know, I began as a songwriter and I've had lots of hits I've written for other people. So for as far as royalties, what you're asking, yeah. those are wonderful. You yeah. know, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> and a lot, of, a lot of the cuts by other people are duets. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving because the original person whose album it's on cuts it, and then the other duet part partner cuts it, and then it's on both artists' uh, best of compilations. So um, I've been really fortunate to write a lot of hit duets for other artists that have done really well. Kim, it has been an absolute pleasure because you are a music icon around the world. You really are. Oh, you're so nice. Um, I appreciate it. And um, the times I've been to Australia, I've fallen in love. It's such a wonderful country. So good for you. You get to live there. Yeah, we yeah, really we're pretty do. Lucky. And and in in life now, is it semi-retired or are you totally retired or, or what are you up to? No, no. Finally, I got to start touring again after COVID this summer and um, uh, back to writing also. Oh, so, wow. No, never, never. It keeps you young, doesn't it? Yeah, good on you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And everybody I know in the music business, same thing. You know, it's, I, I think the secret is do what you love and why would you ever want to stop? Yeah. You don't. That's what I tell my partner here, Maz, who I work with. That's what I tell her about working with me. <laughs> um, uh, Kim, I just. Oh, Kim. <laughs> if only you knew, Kim. <laughs> well, oh. oh, Kim Gunns. Well, you know, it would be, of course, Throughout the year, it'd be good to give you a call to check up, see how things are going and to find out the latest from you. But it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to someone who is so well-known in the music industry around the world. Thank you for taking time out with us this morning, Hey, thank you so much. I I appreciate you wanting to, to speak, to talk. So thank you. I appreciate it.